This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It's the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com as we take you all the way up to 9 a.m. here on a Friday. It's the end of the bench over on 100.7 the score at that time. Coverage tonight, Astros versus Rays over on 100.7 the score at 640. 8.15 here on Double T 97.3. Rangers at Padres. Uh, you can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Jeff McGuire. We got this uh, from Juan. Good morning, gents. Good morning, Juan. Uh, happy Jamie Lint release day. <laughs> yeah, was I supposed to like bring you a cake or? No. No. Nothing. A little popcorn par- party, pizza mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. I'll be here again on Monday. I'm not, there's okay. Nothing changes for me. Is it going to feel hollow though for you? <laughs> I mean, if you've met one Kansas fan, you've met another, all of them. So I mean, it's just one guy <laughs> hey, to the next. Hey, yeah, hey, just We're, we have some just same guy, just a little less hair on the other one's chin. Hmm. Also, a different shade. Yeah, he's, he's pretty tan. He is, is very tan. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, it's the. Uh, Colony swim time. That is that'll that'll do it. His work with the col- colony crew. <laughs> Four days, thirty minutes. We were so close to a week without a, a week without mentioning the colony. Oh, we mentioned the colony. Yeah, you missed on the bottom the, line. That's the bottom line. That's fun. It's this show. We have to deal with the colony. Mm. We were this close. I'm just saying, if you're, if you're doing it to be tan, I get it. Like, you don't want the farmer's tan, right? Like, you want it to be even. I wouldn't know. I've never been tan a day in my life. I have been awfully red before and then somehow comes back even brighter and shinier. Ready to burn all over again. <laughs> That's uh, why if I feel that just even first radiance of a heat wave, I just start to shrivel. Here comes the... Uh, how high does SPF go? Because I need all of it. Ah, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, Dan in Dallas says, Jeff, I'm on your side. Great. <laughs> what side is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this I one. like that someone's on my side. Yeah. Dan in Dallas is a good one to have on my side. Yeah. I'm just curious as to which side he's on with me. He's just generally positive for you today. Sure. And, and that's a possibility. I just, you know. Wonder if there was something specific. I'd like to know so I can do it again. <laughs> Positive reinforcement. Yeah. Uh, does SEC still have divisions? So for the 2024 season, the SEC is officially moving away from the classic East and West. There. So when you look around uh, the Power Five, ACC had already announced their scheduling format. They're going away from divisions. The Big Ten's going away from divisions. Uh, Pac-12 hasn't, Big uh, Big 12 hasn't, and so that's where that is kind of a 
dying. And I'm not trying to say that there it, it was a completely poor way to do things, but you're, you're moving away from it from a flexibility standpoint. And so where you don't lock in, that's the other side of it. When it's a pod-esque, partner-esque scheduling format, you also stay away from what was bad with the North and South. And that's what the North turned into, where it was going to be either dominated by Nebraska or Missouri. They were going to show up to the Big 12 championship and then insert South team. Mm-hmm. They were going to boat race. Them. Yeah. They were going to boat and dominate race somebody. Yeah. And so it, it just turned into very a, a very unbalanced uh conference mm-hmm. and you know you're you're still gonna have a school going well our our three schools are way harder than those three schools that they're playing but it's not it's not five you're not going where you're not you're not like uh Oklahoma State going you know gosh we have to play Oklahoma Texas to play a and m we have to play tech and they're over there playing Kansas in Colorado <laughs> like like it, it was uh, hilariously imbalanced that last decade. So that's something you were trying to stay away from. And you can do that. I mean, look at like like the Big Ten turned into that too, where Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State felt stacked. And then you're looking like, okay, Wisconsin should win that. Wisconsin should win their side. And then they get to the Big Ten championship and they get waxed. Yep. The yep. SEC had that for a little bit too, where it's like pick Alabama, Auburn, or LSU – Whoever comes out of that, and this is, of course, pre what Georgia is now. This is like when you had Missouri first going over there, coming out of that, and you knew Missouri was going to get waxed. You knew Missouri was going to get beat. Um, and even uh, the Georgia that isn't the Georgia now, you knew that version of Georgia was going to get beat if they made it out of that. And so this at least counters that a little bit or would that sort of mm-hmm. format. Yeah, I, I think the concept that the Big 12 has right now where, hey, we're going to pick the best two teams, mm-hmm. you know, best record-wise, best two teams, and they're going to play in the championship game. I'm a fan of that. Because I also think that that will – and as you expand into the playoff where you're, we're going to have more teams, uh, I still think that this helps in that conversation to ensure that, you know, you get your, – your champion will be in. That no 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 doubt about it. When you go like what top highest rated six conference champions, the Big Twelve champion will be in that playoff. But I think that that version helps get maybe two, maybe three. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, three. I still think that's going to be really hard because the SEC is going to own like <laughs> like half of that of sure. those numbers. The Big Ten's going to be pushing in a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Kind of how the ACC looks like top to bottom, um, but you have a shot to consistently get in a couple teams, and like I said, Do on a like really good so? year, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that version helps that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, do y'all think the Pac-12 gets a TV deal, or do you think the Pac-12 will cease to exist? <sighs> Man, so they're in a back and forth right now with going, well, to get 
a TV deal now that's, and they already weren't getting one that was close to what they wanted. So I'll report that, like, originally asking, they were wanting 500 million, which is 50 per school a year because they wanted to be close to the Big Ten. And they got, you know, ran off the road. They got laughed out Mm -hmm. of the room. Um, And so then being jolted by that of self-realization, we're not worth what we thought we were. Uh, This is where it started where you could never find something where you were happy with. And eventually you're outbidding yourself with these networks. So now the problem is, is all of the work that you had done, though, I know it's you can just say it's just Colorado, but it's no longer a the discussion you're having a month ago where, hey, if Colorado does leave, they can just slide in San Diego State and maybe, maybe whatever numbers they have worked up to, it's the same. Because now you have the double exit fee with San Diego State. Like, who's paying for these other schools as they're buying up? The Pac-12 met yesterday, and guess what? It was a whole lot of nothing because they couldn't agree on anything because there's not a good route out there. So it's... Uh, a double whammy where you need the TV deal to help entice these other schools, but you need these other schools to get the TV, TV deal. deal. And it's just yep. a terrible game of one mm-hmm. pl- playing ping pong by yourself over there if you're the Pac-12. So to answer the question, it's not really a great answer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see how you get that deal right now. And again, it, well, all, all while you're trying to keep not, some not of the members ma- that are there. Not a major one. Maybe a discounted one. Right, yeah. But you're not getting a major one. It's no. It's competing anywhere close to what you're seeing in the SEC and the Big Ten and, and probably even in the Big 12. I mean, I I would think... I think they're going to find a way to stay alive, though. Yeah, I I think you still see the PAC logo going forward, but... How much of a shell of itself will it be? Because again, you, you add in all of those things of trying to add members with uh, the logistics that they have to fight through to leave their conference. And again, who's paying for those mm-hmm. while you're still trying to find a deal until these networks, okay, well, what if school A, school B, school C gets here? Like, okay, well, how are they getting here? Oh, that's a great question. Let's go back and talk to them. And this whole time while that's going on, you're going, hey, Oregon, hey, Arizona, you guys are staying, right? You're still in, still in for the yeah, long haul. Are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we have this blank sheet, that's no there's, no, there's no numbers there. There are no numbers. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. A Friday morning. Happy Friday to you, Clint Scott, Jamie Lind. And with this day in sports history, it's Jeff McGuire. We are going to start in 1940 because the Yankees' Charlie Keller hits three home runs to beat the White Sox 10-9. to Way to go, Chuck. 1957, the White Sox outfielder Jim Landis strikes out a five times in a loss to the Orioles in Baltimore. That's not quite as good of a day. No, it's bad. Some good analysis over here. Mm-hmm. Like... When you've struck out four times, You're right? Just, man, just bunt. Yeah. <laughs> just get it in play. Just Bryce Harper it. Just don't you, even swing. You go to the manager and be like, not my day. Yeah. Someone else needs to bat for me next. I, well, I would love the breakdown of those strikeouts. Like, was was like the first three got caught on like a tough corner or was it, was he swinging every single pitch? It didn't matter if it was forehead high or shin high. Mm-hmm. 
1979, Dave Kingman becomes the sixth to have a second three-homer game. Feast or famine with that guy. A lot of homers, a lot of Ks. 1984, the 23rd Modern Olympic Games open up in Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, MJ was on that team. 1991, Dennis Martinez pitches the 13th perfect game in baseball history. El Presidente. Quite possibly the coolest nickname in sports. Ooh. It's I mean, up it's there. up there. It's up there. It's a good one. I mean, Griffey with the kid, that that's up there. Sweetness, uh-huh. that's up there. But The Jungle Cat, that's up there. Uh I I really am a big fan of the big <laughs> What? I think the big fundamental is pretty good. Yes. I cuz it's just so perfect mm-hmm. from yeah. one from who he was as a player but also just it's so vanilla. It was so <laughs> fitting. I think it's commonly known that the Croatian sensation is the greatest nickname in sports though. The spider from Split. The tarantula from Croantula. Stop. 1993, Mariners Ken Griffey Jr. is the third to hit home runs in eight straight games. Nice. Man. And on this day in 1994, Texas Rangers pitcher Kenny Rogers throws the only perfect game in franchise history against the California Angels. I didn't know if you were going to say he throws a perfect game or he throws a cameraman into the dugout. Because he did both. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely both. It wasn't both day. No, it wasn't perfect both on game the same day. I was going to say, it's a little feast or famine for him, too. He's either throwing perfect games or he's throwing people. So, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> happy, Future bouncer. Mm-hmm. Happy National Milk Chocolate Day. And happy Hamburger Day. Ooh, are you going to celebrate? Hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm in all the way on milk chocolate, clearly. Um, not so much in on, on the dark chocolate and sometimes I get, uh, oatmeal raisined where like you think it's going to be a chocolate chip cookie, but it's an oatmeal raisin instead. Sometimes I get that with, uh, I think it's going to be milk chocolate and it ends up being dark chocolate. Like if it's something brought, uh, like a party or whatever, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Dark chocolate's the healthier version, but it's not, I, I am also not a fan of it. It's just a little bitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Me too, dark chocolate. Me too. But um, stop dogging oatmeal cookies. I always forget that's mm-hmm. your favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't hate oatmeal raisin cookies. Mm-hmm. I hate when they're next to chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. That's where the problem is. Yeah. That's where the rub is. Mm-hmm. Last last night, Mrs. Lent made oatmeal M&M. Oh, mm-hmm. that there, sounds there was, delicious. There was peanut butter in there too for some protein for the hike and uh they were good where have those oatmeal type cookies been all my life because i love the oatmeal part and every once in a while you'll run into just an oatmeal cookie and those are great but i've never had an oatmeal cookie with anything other than raisins and i don't hate raisins i just don't like them in my sweet stuff like i don't like them in my cereal don't like them in my cookies and i know i'm just bashing about every yeah i don't like it i'm just bashing everything that you love over there. But this is a good thing because 
Like if we ever went to a cookie fest together, you wouldn't have to worry about me fighting for the ones you're going for first. That's, that's right. Yeah. It's, makes the world go around that we're all a little bit different. You're a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. That's perfect. Happy birthday to former Red Raider football player Kevin Curtis is oh, 43 man. today. One of my probably, he probably makes my top 10 favorite Red Raider football players. Also celebrating a birthday today with some Texas Tech roots, former CBS evening anchor Scott Pelly, 66. Tomorrow, former Red Raider baseball player Barrett Barnes turns 32. It was a good one. Today, Soldier Boy 32. You. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Jamie's been known to Soldier Boy. He might Soldier Boy after hour 25 <laughs> on the way out of the room. But it might just crank that all the way to uh, the parking lot. And Especially Becky? the Texas Tech version of that song. That's the only song I've ever known him to, <laughs> to sing. Soldier Boy. <laughs> Uh, Aunt Becky, 58. Oh, White. She had a jail. Speaking of, I just sang the theme song for her earlier today. I thought it was ironic that you she still in jail? I don't know if she's still in jail or not. Did she ever go to jail? I don't, don't I didn't think she actually went to jail, right? Okay. Did she? No, I think she had the. Did she go to jail, jail? I, I think know. she did. I don't have enough brain space to care. <laughs> uh, Dana White, 53. She should have cut it out. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, Peter Stop Cullen. Cheating and lying. <laughs> when, I wonder if she like did go to jail. She was just like, have mercy. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. How rude. <laughs> it's the it wasn't the first interruption. It was the fifth of the same joke interruption. Uh Peter so Cullen is seller is eighty one today. If you don't know who he is, uh let me help you out. My name is Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. So, uh, happy birthday to Peter Cullen. He's, That's so he, the he's, voice? Yeah. And he's got a face that um, I remember for a lot of things, but don't know his name. Yeah. So, there we go. Thank you. But that's not his real voice, right? He, I mean, he was grunting while doing. Well, yeah, he's doing he, he's <laughs> yeah. doing a character voice, yeah. but he is the voice of Optimus. He doesn't Prime. walk around asking, "Can you hand me the butter?" In that voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if he did, I would absolutely hand him the butter. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Like a rollout joke for the butter? <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't even get your joke right now. Butter rollout. The, the thing that uh, Optimus Prime would always tell the Autobots: Autobots transform and roll out, putting butter on a roll. No. I thought you were doing it on well purpose. I, I was like, that was really good. Manu Ginobili is forty-five today, and so and uh, Ryan Tannehill is thirty-four. And on this day in nineteen seventy-eight. Movie theaters across the country were enjoying National Lampoon's Animal House. Movie spoof yes, of the 1960s college fraternities starring John Belushi opened in theaters today. Produced with an estimated budget of around $3 million, it became a multi-million dollar box office hit, spawning a slew of cinematic imitations and became pot part of the pop culture history with such memorable lines as fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. And our favorite here on the morning drive. Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> and that is this day in sports history. <laughs> That's definitely the better one. 
Uh, There's so many good ones from Animal House. There's also so many good ones that we can't play. Oh, yeah. My favorite (laughs) is one that we can't play. What is it? It's when they took the bar. Mm. The whole bar. (laughs) At which point he gets thrown a bottle of Jack Daniels tea and and just slams the thing and says, Thanks. I needed that. That's going to be a... Jamie is, he's a cranking dat about 3.15 today, huh? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Jamie's been turned all week. He doesn't need it. Turned. He's already been there. Get on Jamie's level. That's the oatmeal raisin level. Because yeah. he keeps raising it up. Oh, it is boy. the morning drive on double T ninety seven three and double T ninety seven three dot com. Our number two when we come the back. The morning drive podcast from double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On double T ninety seven three and double T ninety seven three dot com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Jeff McGuire, fifteen minutes from now. It is a question of the day from Jamie. At seven forty five. It is headlines with the boom, boom, boom. Rounding out our number two of three as we take you all the way up to 9 o'clock. 9 a.m. over at 100.7. The score, it is the end of the bench. The bottom line will take over at 12 and then 3 o'clock back here on Double T 97.3. It's Tech Talk, 8.15 tonight on Double T 97.3. The Rangers will start a road series with the Padres. 6.40 over at 100.7. The score, it is Astros versus Rays as the Astros start a home series against Tampa Bay. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that. Welcome there. We got this, Jamie. Pack is done. Now it's up to us to decide which schools we don't want from there. Is it... If I said Utah, Cal, maybe Stanford, are are those still the three most devoted to keeping... The pack together at this point because Utah has been out of those three the best candidate as far as who you would want from a program I mean they've been on the rise over the past two decades sure uh I, I think they're be- they've become really they've a- had a good run in the in the pack 12 since they've joined yes and, and um <laughs> they've to me become more and more recognizable uh as a brand which is a big push of what this is right we, we all know it's not just your on the field results mm-hmm. of where you're beneficial uh in conference realignment otherwise you would have never even dreamed about letting colorado back into the conference yeah but it seems like they've been vocal about wanting to keep the conference together and kind of poo-pooing other teams being added so mm-hmm. it feels like if you're a texas tech fan you i think most would say yeah we don't want them we want to see them you know just, right hang out there and die and 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 that's where i've been at but when you first started talking about conference realignment i had no idea that utah was in that vein i had no idea the Ute fan base thought that of the big 12 until you started seeing the big 12 saying hey is there any chance we could go get utah that's a it's a great team and and, and then there's some other there's another side of that too like you're not certainly not bowing down to the will of byu but you have to have that in mind does that you know, you you already have the state of Utah, and or part of it. You you BYU have a footstep said, there. And BYU said yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so like, 
we need to kind of protect the guy that joined us first. Mm -hmm. Because Utah's had the opportunity to either mm -hmm. join the Big 12 or... Just like the SEC did for A&M. Oh, wait. No, they didn't. <laughs> well, it, it's at least year one. <laughs> um, And Utah's kind of always stuck their nose up at BYU. Well, BYU, mm -hmm. BYU's one of us now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying like hard and fast that Utah can never join the Big 12, but... I don't want to add them. Yeah. Not I don't the top to do of I let me be. I them don't want and, to them add and them. Cal, the, just the arrogance of those two programs. We just got rid of our arrogance. They're going yeah, to the SEC. I, I mm -hmm. want nothing to do with them. Yeah, and compared they, to Cal, there was arrogance. They think they're better than them. us. They think you know we don't belong with them or we, we don't fit. Man, just stay out. Just go have fun being by yourself. And I, I don't want to add Utah either. But has any of those three schools' perspective change. All of a sudden, do you think Utah's second guessing? Okay, at, at what point when you actually, you know, you can say we're going down with the ship, but do you start to freak out when your toes start to dip in the water over there, and you look around, you go, "Oh, this is real. Like this is, we just came, and this is more specifically I don't, of, of Utah between Utah, Stanford, I'm sure, and Cal. I'm sure it does. And guess what? I don't care. Yeah." I'm not throwing you a life raft. And you, I don't think you should if you're the Big 12. Yeah. Again, and uh, I'm I'm just wondering if their view is starting to change. If their iron will of keeping this together is starting to shake any. Because if you are being, and this is something that has been said the entire time that has just been, specifically from Utah, ignored. Dude, you came from... The Mountain West. You had to rise up from the Mountain West to get into the Power Five, to get into this level of sports and specifically this level of football. You're about to drop right back down to the same level. Yeah. Whether that's moving if the pack did disintegrate or what the pack is going to be. You're in the exact same spot you were when you came into the Pac-12. What you just got away from. And that has just been, that's what they've been putting their nose up at as well like they've just been ignoring the fact that what they wanted to get away from so long is going to be what's looking right back in the mirror at them here in a few years mm -hmm. and part of the reason again because you were so arrogant and cocky once you got there about other teams or other conferences mm -hmm. I, I just i'd like them to uh kind of have to deal with that now yeah yeah um, I don't care if they've had a change of heart. I don't care if they, you know, feel desperation now and start saying different things. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Too yeah. bad. So sad for mm -hmm. the, uh, oh, you, I agree. I'm just, I'm curious if those thoughts are starting to run through their heads. If they're starting to go back through those conversations and every time they ever said, oh, the big 12 gross mm -hmm. slumming it with them. No, yeah. thanks. Mm-hmm. If you could turn back time. If the uh, pack backfills with group of five schools at less than a full share, they could limp along on another TV deal that keeps the bigger names happy for a few years. And again, the problem is, is who's paying for those group of five schools to leave? Because right now, and this is where I think the, uh, one of the last kind of bumbling, if you will, the last fumble 
from Klyavkov in the Pac-12 is what happened with San Diego State. Because if you're yeah. San Diego State, how do you trust them? And right now, you also can't afford to leave because you're out of that window mm-hmm. that you were in when you originally said to the Mountain West, hey, it's our intention to, like, we intend to leave. Mm-hmm. We intend to not be a part of the Mountain West. And then you hear the Pac-12, uh, as as you're watching this mess unfold between San Diego State and the Mountain West, and now they're having to you know, do some house cleaning over there and some work and some relationship mending. And you're the Pac-12 going, oh, we don't know what they're talking about. We never gave them any indication that we were ever interested or ever even wanted them over here. Like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. certainly a great way to keep them uh, in your good graces because eventually you will want them. And it's like, everyone knew this. Why are you denying this? Their PR team, like Shocker, is terrible and has been horrible <laughs> in the Pac-12. Like, who is letting this conference talk and putting out these words because no one believes you? Mm-hmm. And when it gets to this, now, like, again, how much are the Aztecs going to trust you? Because guess what? Newsflash, you're in a back, back in a spot where you kind of need them. Not kind of, you need them. Yeah. Well, money will talk, though. They'll find more trust if the Pac-12 can off, offer them, you know, a significantly better deal. Mm-hmm. But that's an if. That's an if, and with a significantly better deal, what are those numbers on that deal? Because, again, that's not exactly flying around right now. It's been what's uh, started this whole thing. And, again, I think with Colorado leaving, you're probably back at square one with some of these networks you've been having talks with because it's when, you, when you're talking uh, with these networks, you're presenting in, okay, well, we have these 10 schools, and you're probably going, okay, now, now what if we have these 10 schools, and then we have a Tulane or an SMU and a San Diego State, we add these two, what does this do for the deal? Or or if we just have these 10 that we have here, what is the, what do those numbers look like? What does the future look like if we start with these 10, and then we add a San Diego State, or we add a Boise State later on? But all of a sudden, all of those talks that included those 10 are gone. And if you're a network, you're waiting to see two. Again, okay, who else is leaving? Because that's four steps back from the progress that you have made, if if any. Because it doesn't seem like there has been any progress. It seems like you've been, if you're Klyavkov in the Pac-12, going to these networks and having all of these ideas and these wants that aren't warranted Mm -hmm. and all of those wants included at least a school and probably another school to four schools that aren't in those plans that you were throwing out to these networks so that just starts from square one all over again big plays and even bigger laps if they get seven out of those two things game over Mm -hmm. you're not you're not winning you're not winning that game at at all this is the morning drive podcast uh basketball players who don't wear the same they, shoes. The shoes that right. match the uniform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Match the color scheme of the, the team they play for. <laughs> From Double T 97.3. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Okay, gentlemen. Going to talk about a subject that I feel like has gotten talked about a lot. We're going to change it to see how it affects the Red Raiders, though. Okay. My question to you is, what team would you like to add to the Big 12 Conference that would be a fun rival for Texas Tech? There's one little asterisk. 
team cannot have already been in the Big 12 Conference. So you can't pick the Aggies. Oh, so just uh, from any any conference. Yeah, anywhere. Any conference, anywhere. 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 Don't think, like, oh, it wouldn't make sense with a TV deal. It'll have viewers. <laughs> just pick a school. Pick we a, are having some fun. Yeah, pick a team that you're like, man, they were in our conference. I bet they'd be a fun rival. That could turn into something. I mean, even like West Virginia, I feel like has turned into a rival with us. It's always chippy in every sport. I would have never guessed that was going to be the case. But I, I do very much yeah, and they dislike can, playing them in a good way. Yeah, and yeah. they can keep their dude in his song. Um, for me, because I think this would go across every single sport, I am not trying to quote Chuck here, but it is Arkansas. Uh. Arkansas, you have the region base uh, where you know you're not traveling just way, way far to get there. But also, they you, you have a little bit of history. You had some uh, sure. when when when, when it was be, when it was well, you have history there that's deeper than the history I was going to jump to first, which was really fun to see Cliff Kingsbury and Belama go back and forth there for a while. But then you have Southwest Conference, so I don't know if that that doesn't rule them out, right? With what you're saying, no, just had to no, be with the Big fine. Twelve. That's fine. Um, you have a solid football program that would be very, very fun. And they, I mean, if you're being honest, especially this year's Arkansas team, they would be competing for a Big Twelve championship. Um, they have a great basketball program. I think they would fit in uh, and, and do well in the Big Twelve. And then we all know their baseball program is really good. Man, so of the there, big three. Would there be some animosity with the baseball program? Yes. Uh, and yeah. so check, check, check um, for Arkansas and Texas Tech. Give me the Razorbacks. I think it's a great answer. That's one that I had on my list. I'm, I'm debating on which of the two I like better. One want, is east and one is west. Do you want me to answer while you continue to debate in your own mind? Well, no, I, I think I'm going Arizona here, but Tennessee is a close second. Um, because, also two schools I thought about. Um, Arizona, you've got some history with the Southwest Conference. They're the bigger school in that state. You're both Southwest states. They're, there's some things that our fan bases have in common mm-hmm. with regards to, you know, living out here in the the not the south but the the southwest we've got a lot of the same problems a lot of the same culture a lot of the thing and that's kind of what can build a really fun rivalry and you've got some history and the reason i'm thinking also tennessee is because of the history between the state of texas and the state of tennessee going back since the beginning of the two uh, well, I guess the beginning of Texas, where you had the Tennessee Volunteers come to Texas and help fight at the Alamo with Davy Crockett. And and then you've got that whole building a rivalry that way, and you play for the Davy Crockett Trophy kind of concept that between the... <laughs> like, you could have some fun with that. But I think w- with the built-in history you've already got, I think Arizona's the better answer. Okay. I think those are both both fine. When when uh, both good answers. I I uh, when I was thinking about this, I, I kind of thinking about like I really enjoy our rivalry with Oklahoma State because I think Oklahoma State's a similar school to mm-hmm. us. You know, they're not the big dog, so to speak, in their state. They get it. 
um, but they're still plenty successful, uh, passionate fan base, all the above. And I don't know 100% if this team fits into that, but I just like their fan base as far as they seem pretty passionate. They seem like they compete pretty well in all sports, but um, I'm going to go Arizona State. Uh, I just, I mean, I just, like, I think it would be a fun place for our fans to travel to. Um, I I think their fan base is uh, pretty excitable, all the above. And so I I look at it in the proximity. It would it would be doable for our fans, all all of the above, and their fans to come here. Same thing. Um, so I, I think a lot of what what Jeff was saying about Arizona, I'm saying the same thing about Arizona State. We hear about it being the biggest party school in the country and all that. I just think it'll be fun to match up with the with those guys. Um, yeah, I I would not mind either Arizona school as an answer. That and that's why I think something uh, is with we keep on mentioning the word fun for the Big 12 right now with conference realignment. Something that I think is fun is the prospect of having one or both mm-hmm. of the Arizona schools. Um, fun one for the it, while the travel would be a pain, it'd be it would be worth it. Let's get Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a struggle, <laughs> but it would be worth it. Ah, oh, jeez! Like, because you got to imagine that trip starts on Monday for the football team, for the fans, for uh, us who it, are getting paid to go cover it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll sign up for that one. Um, <laughs> I will cover this road game. I mean, everyone, you're going to spend the first day at the airport alone. <laughs> so, and you got to get there and figure out where you're going because you don't know where the stadiums versus where you know it's a new place. Mm-hmm. Have to go spend some time there. That would create some major challenges. But worth it once but you got it. there. Worth it once you got there. Probably. Think of all the mountains you could hike, although they're called volcanoes there. That seems scary. Nah, they're not active. Yeah, well, They're dormant. They let you know which ones are active. <laughs> well, the volcanoes let you know which well, one's active. Exactly. It's me. What's the fan base of Hawaii like? I mean, they they have great atmosphere at their games. I mean, they they were having problems with their football stadium getting, yeah, you know, worked on and stuff. So, I wouldn't say probably just awesome, but uh, probably my my view is if they had you have a full house, still pretty relaxed too. Yeah, could be wrong. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. Again, I'd love to find out what the environment is. There's only one way, Jeff. I like the answer. Bring on Hawaii. Let's go Warriors. The, the Warrior Red Raider rivalry. <laughs> Just waiting for it to bud. <laughs> I wonder if this if this question was asked to you know, every single like what pick a school that like, you know, with our show representing Texas Tech, like the the show that's representing Iowa State, I feel like they would have a different answer than like like an Arkansas, Arizona, or Tennessee. Sure. I don't think that they'd go, like they'd probably go to a Big Ten school. Yeah. They'd probably um, go Iowa. Iowa State would probably go Iowa. Well, and and, if, and even if you went like someone that was out of state that wasn't already a rival, who would you want to be a rival? They'd probably go like a Wisconsin or something like that. Mm. But I wonder if they would still also at the end go, also Hawaii. <laughs> 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 like why? Because we want to go to Hawaii. Yeah. 
Well, why does there have to be a reason? We don't we don't really care or know anything about the athletics over there. We just want to go to Hawaii. Let us have this. <laughs> and it's not like you go there every year. It'd be every other year. <sighs> Although if they're our new rival, maybe they'll be our partner. You go every year in basketball. Again, especially if it's like the Saturday game. Wait, I volunteer's tribute to help cover it. During okay. the winter, you get to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm not seeing a bad thing here. Either of you ever surfed before? Yes. On the web. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have? Were you good at it? Not, ain't no. Mm. I mean, I could get up, but I, I wasn't like doing competitions. <laughs> let's, let's make this. You, you weren't a, a Johnny Tsunami out no, there on the waves? This the Spicoli of this show. <laughs> the morning drive. I grew up six blocks away from the water. I did too, but it wasn't ocean water. It's the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We are uh, only one call away on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. We're going to hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line as we're live from the First United Bank studio. It is the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. And for... Uh, Lint Clint, 25 straight. It is hour 23. The beginning of it, anyways. Mm. That was a very triumphant X you marked over 22 over there on your personal calendar. You said straight. I mean, well, technically, it hasn't been 25 okay. hours straight. Okay. That would be yeah, total. Little, sorry, total. Yeah, that would be a little difficult. I bet we could do a 25-hour straight show. You probably would have enjoyed you that more. You would have to change producers. <laughs> as long as it's we like, could as long as we could do like your favorite guinness book of world records i have one and, for you do you want it and we could each take turns like i could go over here in the corner and just take a little power nap uh and then you could do it the next hour and jeff could do it the next jamie a uh it's funny you bring that up a polish soccer fan broke a Guinness World Record by playing uh, a video game called Football Manager for 453 days and 15 hours, amounting to 528 years and 137 days of in-game time. Should we try to break that one? That would knock out your 25 hours and we wouldn't even get... Okay, give me give me the numbers again. Give me the whole thing again. Uh, the Guinness World Record he broke, by the way, his name is Pawet Sosinski. Sasinski. Sasinski. Uh, played football manager for 453 days and 15 hours, amounting to uh, 528 years and 137 days of in-game time. This football manager is like a video game? Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, he started this in 2018. So essentially, he's managing a soccer team. He managed the end game from the year uh, 2114 to 2434 with an impressive 73% win rate, Jamie. <laughs> he said, he said, what is his uh, success rate of uh, having a date, <laughs> talking to a female? <laughs> Uh, how I heard he. How I heard. He, he, how I, once you're a Guinness World Record holder, you gotta, 
you know, an endless amount of opportunities, right? Like, ladies love a Guinness World Record. That's what I've always heard. I don't think so. Uh, his in-game career was all with Iceland team Fimlechflag Hafnar Fjaror. Bless you. I nailed that, by the way. Mm-hmm. That is that is a lot of syllables. Uh, and he he's quoted as saying, my biggest achievement was leading them to 301 national championships, 677 cups, and victories in the Championship League, Europa That's League, good. and Club World Cup. It's a good thing mom always brought dinner down into the basement for him. <laughs> mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> What's, uh, <laughs> I wonder what meatloaf is. In his native tongue. I don't know. Mitalofen? Is that, I mean, is that a world record that you want to hold? Well, I was laughing as I was reading it, but then the final sentence is that there was a previous record holder. So I've joked about we need to find one that's not set and we set it, right? Mm -hmm. That seems achievable. That seems doable. Um, The previous record was 81 days, 20 hours for a total of 333 years in-game action by German player Sepp Hedel. Sepp. So Sepp is probably ticked. Well, Sepp. He didn't know anyone was even coming after his title. Mm. So, Yen, that's something we could do when we do our 25 straight. No. <laughs> What's funny is he probably wasn't even trying to uh, set this. He was just playing it, and then someone was like, hey, you know, you could... Uh, Turn that time in, right? With, with like a, what you would consider a video gaming machine. Okay? Mm-hmm. So all of your PlayStation, Xbox, whatever you have, whatever, all of those. I would bet I've not hit 25 minutes in my entire 49 years on planet Earth. Not even on like the Wii that's sent back and forth every other weekend. <laughs> it was, yeah. I now the game I play. Do we on count my phone, on your phone? Yeah, no. Like I said, that's okay. like your typical console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jamie seems more like a PC gamer. Yeah, no, never played in. Well, I had to do some Tetris on those back in the day. You had to. From an assignment. No, no. <laughs> My girlfriend, now wife at the time, had it on her computer when we were in college. I didn't have a computer. That was just barely existed. It was for the rich people. (laughs) So when I would go over to her uh, dorm room, I would play Tetris on her computer. Uh, This on the chat line, what a waste of time. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Exactly. Couldn't couldn't agree more. I mean, we can all picture what this guy looks like, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Probably just like super ripped. No. Great cardio condition. No. No. Has never used the phrase, get out of my room. That dude has not seen his toes or his belt in years. Probably super tan. Not vampiric at all. Yeah. Probably doesn't have a fresh cut. (laughs) Picture him being extremely hairy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, really, I mean, you've just described me being honest so i i look the same way as you've just described without the record no i think this guy's way bigger <laughs> mm-hmm. how many home runs did he hit in the little league world series 
Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line thoughts, comments, questions. We got this good start to our day for me and the baby calf. And look, there's a picture of the little baby calf. Awesome. Cute little fella. Uh, SEC, CM Cheat for the conference. Mm, CM Cheat. Letters. I yeah. like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, already crowned Clemson conference. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is, uh, that's really good. What about Clemson? I mean, they've been a national championship caliber team. It doesn't seem like Davo is very high on the NIL type approach. Um, And it's just a a couple of, well, really, since Trevor Lawrence left and DJ Ungalele was not the quarterback they thought he was going to be, uh, the offense was horrid. Make a change there, with coordinator. Um, Ulele is over at Oregon State now, but you still have a high-end recruit that's come in, Klubnik, that competed last year. But you went back to back with really good college quarterbacks, and you were really good then. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you had a below-average college quarterback, and suddenly you stopped being good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think the recruiting train of Clemson stops or anything like that, and yeah, they'll consistently so be super talented. But I, I just wonder. And 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 if you're gonna drop back from like where you're consistently viewed as uh, a top three team before the season even starts, if you're gonna bounce back from like that view to a well, they're certainly a top fifteen team, no doubt. They're probably a top ten team. Um, the, the expanded playoff is a good time for that to happen. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.